0: In the name of Jesus, can we begin to pray father speak to me in your word today in the name of Jesus, reveal yourself to me in your world. In the name of Jesus, the word of God says that you send your word. Your word has healed. Your word has transformed. Your word has built. Your word has created. We ask that you send your word to us today in the name of Jesus. Thank you everlasting father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Praise the Lord. Today is a special Sunday. And uh, we're looking at uh, a special topic and the presence of God today. Today is our first meeting in the abundance of life months. So We can call this Sunday the first Sunday of abundance and the month of abundance. I want us to understand that our emphasis for this month is abundance. And abundance is not just having enough. It is having more than enough and being able to give. Contrary to what most people think, god does not bless men okay in such a way that they can become stingy listen to me you cannot be stingy if god has really blessed you if you have been blessed by god there is no way you you can't hide it you can't be stingy if i believe family. That it is people that have done something else that it is by their effort that they have gathered results that they can be stingy. The plan of God for the children of God is that they should have abundance. Now, it is not that God will send money down from heaven. Mm -mm. While he can still do that. But he will give unto you revelation. He will give unto you power to get wealth. I don't know why I'm taking the area this evening, but just take it like that. That what God does is that he gives unto the children of God power to get wealth. So in whatever God is allowing you to do, know this, that you have power to do it better than your peers. And you can tap into this power. Now, if you do not use this power, it means you have, you have decided to be using your effort. But that's not where we're going today. We're going to be talking about the ministry of kings and priests. And our anchor scripture is Revelation chapter five from verse ten. Revelation chapter five and verse ten. Now, let's start from verse 9. And the song, a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Definitely, you don't need anyone to tell you that they were talking about the Lord Jesus here. That he has redeemed us to God by his blood. Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation pay attention to this that God has called you now that the Lord Jesus has redeemed you out of whatever background you need to have and when they say something has been taken out of the background redeemed out of the background out of the tongue the nation it means that that thing no longer belongs there there is a difference between out of and redeemed out of If someone is someone listening that the lord jesus has redeemed you out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and so this what this means is that if there be any limitation for this tongue if there be any limitation for this people for this nation automatically you are out of it you have been exempted from it pay attention you have now been promoted to a status Hear me. Revelation chapter 10. And he has made us to our God. He has made us to our God. Kings and priests. And we shall reign on him. He has made us to our God. Kings and priests. And we shall reign on the heavens. Quickly, Romans chapter 5. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 8, rather. Now, let's start from verse 17. It says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Glory, which shall be revealed in us for the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. That the earnest expectation of the creation is that they are waiting for the sons of God to manifest. And why is the manifestation of the sons of God important? Because the Lord Jesus has redeemed us out of these same people and made, on us, made us to our God rather, kings and priests. And by result, we are meant to reign on it. Now, the language reigning might be a bit difficult to process. Because when we begin to say, rainy you might begin to wonder where the throne is. That where is the throne? God has called me a king and a priest, but where is the throne? Romans 8, 19 makes it clear that the earnest expectation of the creature is that you, the king and priest, should manifest. Now, they are not just waiting for you to manifest as a king. They are also waiting for you to manifest as a priest. These are two very important offices that God has called you onto. Praise God! And many Christians today are unable to ex or to stand in this office? I'm not even talking about pastors now. Christians generally are finding it difficult to stand in the office of a king and a priest because even in the kingdom of God we are too self-centered. We are too about me, 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 me. Bless me, bless me. Forgive me, bless me. God forgive me. Our prayer points revolve around God. Forgive me, bless me. Forgive me, bless me. Bless me, bless my family, bless my children. You have been calling, hear me. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1 says, We are for holy brethren, partakers of the divine calling. Partakers, Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1. He calls us partakers of the heavenly calling. And so, if you have a heavenly calling, you have been called to come and manifest as a king and as a priest. Now, hear this. A king does not live for himself. Or, let me put it in a proper way. A prosperous king does not live for him. The life of a king is dedicated to his kingdom. That is the way any king receives honor. That is the process for receiving honor for any king. So as long as there is self-centeredness in the way you operate in the kingdom, there is a problem. You cannot receive honor that way. You cannot receive the honor of the office of a king. Because you cannot even operate as one. Talk less of operating as a priest. Praise God. So, who is a king? What is the essence of a king? Genesis chapter 1. From verse 36. Genesis 1:26. You see, when God created man. He had a different plan in mind. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let man have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the hair, over the cattle, over all the heads and over every creeping thing that creeps on the head. Let man have dominion. Let man have dominion. Hear this, it is the authority or say, it is the duty of a king, not even duty now, it is virtue of a king to have dominion over a kingdom or say, to have dominion in a kingdom. And when God created man, He created man for this kingly status. hear me? God didn't create earth so that it can be the king of earth. Hear what I'm saying properly. God did not create earth so that it can be the king of earth. Mm-mm. There is a reason we called the Lord, uh, when we called God and then subsequently the Lord Jesus King of kings and Lord of lords. There is a reason that apart from God, apart from the Lord Jesus There are many other kings operating in many realms but the king of them all is the Lord Jesus. Hear me. The original plan of God is not to be manifesting as king to the head. His original plan is to manifest as father. But To Adam as creator. Not as king. If God wanted to manifest as king to Adam, God would have gave all the animals the name. Not Adam. It was so wonderful that it was even Adam that gave name to his wife. That every other thing that God did after he created Adam, Adam named it. Everything that God did on this earth he created Adam. Adam named it. Everything that was created, after God had created Adam, Adam still named it. God practically made Adam a king on the earth. Let him have dominion. And as a result of this, Adam had dominion. Not just over the garden of Eden, But over the head, listen to me, the dominion that the devil seems to be operating in today is as a result of the kingship status or the kingly status that Adam lost in those days. Now, hear me. The devil no longer has the authority or the dominion. The Lord Jesus has collected it from him. Let's go. We see this. The devil was trying to lay emphasis on this while talking on, while talking to the Lord Jesus. He told the Lord Jesus that, um, (laughs) if you just bow to me, I will give unto you all the authority of the kingdoms of earth. Ah, that is what you have come to collect. I will give it unto you if you just bow. Because they were delivered to me. That's what the devil said. And so after the lord jesus was risen i mean after dying he went and fought with the devil, and took away this authority according to the word of god that he has spoken to eve in genesis chapter 2 and 3. he took away this authority and praise god gave unto you this authority And he has made us unto our God, kings and priests. Now, if you are born of God, you have received life. Okay, maybe we shouldn't say it like that. How many of us agree that the God, our father, is a king? We agree. Wonderful. We don't have to respond, it's all right. We agree. John chapter 1 verse 12 says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Now, the son of a king is what? Is a prince. Right? Hallelujah. The son of a king is a prince. If they happen to be in the same kingdom. Now, praise God. God has decided to give a kingdom to every one of you. And so instead of being a prince, he has made you kings. The Lord Jesus, when he was quizzed about when the kingdom of God should come, he said, Behold, the kingdom of God cometh not by observation, but behold, the kingdom of God is in you. is to say after God gave back to you he gave you a kingdom. now if you're born of God you have received the life of God along with the kingdom of God now it is the presence of a kingdom that makes a man a king Hallelujah. It is the presence of a kingdom that makes a man a king. Without a kingdom, a man is just a man. If you take an earthly king out of his kingdom and you put amongst normal people and he walked the streets like a normal person. And he traveled to another place, probably say another country, and he took blame. Do you think, without an entourage, do you think people will be cheering him on as if he was a king? Of course no, nobody knows him here. So a king can be walking out on the streets and not look like a king listen to me the devil is harassing you because you do not look like a king you do not talk like a king you do not live like a king you have an entire kingdom in you and it is the presence of this kingdom that makes you a king as long as you are able to manifest in the kingdom of god as long as you are able to seek first the kingdom of God. This is what the Lord Jesus meant when he was talking in Matthew 6.33. He said, seek first the kingdom of God so that you may be a king. And so, if you can see the kingdom of God and manifest as a king, he says, every other thing that you may need will manifest. Now hear me, believers today are not manifesting as kings, because they are living their kingdom and operating in the realm of the natural. Instead of operating in your kingdom and manifesting as a king, you are operating in the natural realm and manifesting as a slave. Can somebody Jesus has made me a king and a priest unto my father God? You are a king, you have the presence of the kingdom of God in you. Your life might not look like it now. Listen to me because you don't know yet, but you are a king. us look at more scriptures that confirm this. Romans 5 17. So that does not look as if I'm the one just cheering you on this evening. This is what the Word of God says. Romans chapter 5 and 17. Praise God. Now it says, for by by one man's offence, death reigned by one, that if by one man's offence, if by Adam's offence, death became king. Hear what God is saying now. If by the offence of one person, death, the nature of the devil and the authority of the devil, became king. It says, much more they that have received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. It says, they shall reign in life by the obedience of one, Christ Jesus. That by the obedience of the Lord Jesus, hallelujah, you have received the abundance of grace. Ah. Now, let's talk about grace a little. Grace is the uh, prerequisite. It is the required element or say the required uh, the required uh, provisions you need to manifest as a king. I'm looking for a better way. Grace is an enabler. It is what makes it easy for you to manifest as a king. Hear what I'm saying this evening. I want you to, I want this to enter into your head and become a part of you. I want this to enter into your spirit, that you are a king with a proper throne, and the throne is inside of you. A king indeed, with a proper throne, with a staff of authority, and that is the name of Jesus. So, wherever I go and I say in the name of Jesus, that is the staff of authority I carry around. And the beautiful thing about this staff of authority is that it is also the staff of the authority of the kings of kings. It cannot be refused. It cannot be refused. A king. With proper ministers, the angels of the Lord. Hebrews chapter one. So let us not look as if I'm just um spitting this off my from my head. Hebrews chapter one, verse fourteen. It says, "Are they not all ministering spirits, talking about angels now? send forth to minister to them who shall be heirs of salvation." It is now confirmed. You have a kingdom in you. It is the presence of a kingdom that makes a man a king. You have a kingdom. You have the staff of authority. And that is Jesus. You have ministers. And that is angels. So you are a king. Now. If you are a king, what is the ministry of a king? And I think this is one of the major interests that believers are facing. Believers can confess that we have power. We can confess that we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a royal nation, a holy nation. We can confess that we have overcome the world. We can confess that we are born of God, we can confess that God is at work in us, we can even confess that we are kings but we do not understand the ministry of a king and I've told you that if you do not understand the ministry of a king, the requisite honor of a king, we elude you. Deuteronomy just said seek first the kingdom of God. When you have it, this kingdom of God has a righteousness. It has a way of doing things. It has a ministry. I've told you. And then it's simple that the ministry of a king is to have dominion. Hear me properly. The ministry of a king is to dominate. Now, when we say dominate, we mean dominate any other thing, dominate any other thing that we want to manifest against his kingship in his kingdom. What this means is that everywhere a king finds himself, he is responsible for the protection of his citizens. Now, listen to me. You might be a king, but you must understand that everywhere you appear, you have a ministry to dominate the place. It is your responsibility to dominate the place. Whether you like it or not, There is a power tussle going on in the world every day, every waking moment. Hear me? Whether you believe this or not, whether you like it or not, does not matter. It does not change the fact that it happens. There is a power tussle going on every day in the heart we live in. Even the Lord Jesus said, from the time of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence. Not suffered violence per se now. And only the powerful can enter it. That it requires power for you to be able to experience the kingdom of God. And this is why John 1-12 says, He has given us power to become the sons of God. Romans 1 says, There is no way you can, you can we cannot see a scripture that talks about redemption without carrying a notion of power. Apostle Paul was saying, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the power of God. To experience the kingdom of God requires power. Now, every day there is a need for you to manifest as a king anywhere you find yourself. And everywhere you choose not to manifest as a king, you will be dominated. There are spirits in the world that have kept you under the carpet because you have refused to manifest as a king to them can't imagine an evil spirit telling me I'm not minding my business. What nonsense. And it's not the fault of that spirit. At least that spirit has been coming to class with that lady for over two months. And I've just allowed it to be there. And so on the day it was together, get, I was good enough to tell me that I'm not minding my business. What nonsense. There are principal rulers everywhere. In the town you live in, in the family you come from, they want to dominate. I am not saying fight them. I am not saying, um, pray against them. Please, could you mute yourself, please? I am saying, if you do not manifest as a king, you will be dominated. So not just concerning your life now, Everywhere you find yourself, you are meant to dominate the forces operating in the land. In other words, you are meant to deliver the land. This is what Romans 8.19 means, that the headless expectation is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. The creation have been kept under subjugation for so long. And they were hoping, headlessly hoping, That at least one day, a king from the King of Kings will come and deliver us. But you, the king, already lives in the area. You pray your prayer in the morning about your family and about your house. You go your way. You cannot receive the honor of a king. The Lord Jesus said, I give unto you power to tread upon principalities and powers and upon all the powers of the enemy. And he says, nothing shall by enemies hurt you. I dare to ask you today. What have you done with that power? Oh king, maybe it is time I begin to address us as kings. Long may you live, O king, but are you reigning in your place? Are you reigning in your space? Are you reigning in your industry? Are you reigning in your office? Are you reigning in your place of work? Are you reigning in your community? Have you delivered your community? It is not about the morning cry. There are principalities that have kept these people in bondage and kept them under control. Have you trampled upon their power? I'm not saying the morning cry is not effective, it is, it works, but there is more at stake. There is a power that is not making these people hear your message. Deal with that power. Hear this again. The ministry of a king is to reign. 1st John 4, 17. First John chapter 4 and verse 17 He says Kai male bala sobrende Can you just pray in the spirit for women de gagazuze maraba lembreneka leb yara sobe shatende leb yadeka e yemareme karaba sombenyana balondra balekata e gagazuze maraba lembrene nya rabalu kerebeli karaba so shata Thank you, Thank, you, Thank you, Father. 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 First John 5:14, 4:14, 4:17, rather. Now let's start from verse 16 more verse 15. It says, whoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, hear this, God dwells in him. Uh Maybe you are a king that I've been saying since. Maybe that one did not enter. This one will enter. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him. And he in God. Now hear this, and we have known, and believe the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwells in love dwells in God. Hear this: God is love. And he that dwells in love dwells in God. Let's lay emphasis on this: God is love, and he that dwells in love dwells in God, and God in him. So there are many people that got they are not dwelling in God. Why? Because they are not dwelling enough. Please, when we say love now, we do not mean the feeling towards your brother. We don't mean the feeling towards your family or your people in your neighborhood. The heliest, the, the the closest definition to love that the Bible has for love, Sophia, is charity. The closest to oh. so the meaning of love or what God calls love is charity. And charity is not just about giving. Hear this. Charity is about helping others. So you may not have money to give to people. But in the place you stay, you can deliver the sick. Hear this. The Lord Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To preach uh, the gospel. To the brokenhearted. To heal the sick. He has sent me to preach deliverance. So I may not have money to give to them, but I have deliverance. So it is not until you have a lot of money before you give to the community, you can give deliverance. And how do you give deliverance? You can preach deliverance. You know, we have boiled down giving to money. people need more than money, hear me, I know they think that money is their problem but hear me, they need more than money, hallelujah, God dwells in him, if you dwell in love as a king, if you dwell in charity that is giving Consistently giving, giving joy to people, giving deliverance to people. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power, and he went about doing good. Now, verse 17, he says, Herein is our love made perfect. Hear this now. in, is our love made perfect. I find this scripture very, very um, exciting. Herein is our love made perfect. Don't forget that this love still talks about charity and that is giving to others. Not just monetary things now, but manifesting as a king. The earnest expectation of the creation is waiting for your manifestation, not your money. They will take your money, yes. But more than your money, they need you to manifest. More than your money, death needs to hear about the Lord Jesus. More than your money, the blind need to see and experience Jesus. More than your money, the people kept in bondage needs to be free and experience Jesus. More than your money, people of chronic sicknesses need to be delivered and see and hear of the Lord Jesus. Herein is our Lord made perfect. The 17: that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Now hear this: that we may have boldness, and I've told us. That the day of judgment simply refers to the day where you have to prove yourself. Where you have to show that yes, I'm the son of God. Where you have to manifest. That is the day of judgment. Where you have to resist the devil. Where you have to judge his people. Where you have to judge the devil and his minions. In relation to the oppression in the lives of people. That this is how your love can be perfect knowing that as he is so are you in this world that as jesus the, is the king of kings in heaven so are you in him and so when you need to give hear me now this is what the scripture is saying that when you need to give now when you need to manifest as a king there is no need for you to be scared this is your boldness That you are as the Lord Jesus is. Our time is fast spent, so we need to hurry up. So you have a ministry to reign. You have a ministry to manifest. You have a responsibility to be a king. To manifest as a king. This is the first office you've been called onto. And so you are missing out on the honor, the blessings, the... uh, What again? Because of the responsibilities you have chosen to ignore. Probably out of ignorance. God didn't call us for bread and butter. about no. He didn't call us to Sunday service. That was the biggest shock. He didn't call us to just gather and dance and you know pray in the spirit and um, you know receive prophecies and go home. Oh, that is not Christianity. We have been called to be kings. To manifest as kings, to manifest over everything as a king. Praise God. Now, the second in office we have to hurry now is the office of the priests. Revelation five ten says, and he has made us unto our God kings and priests. He has made us to our God kings and priests. So the second office is the office of a priest. Now, Hebrews chapter 5 number 10. So we have said that the ministry of king is to reign, to donate, to live for others, to spread law. And to judge the devil and his people what about a priest you have been called to a kingship status or a kingly status and a priestly status now Hebrews 5 verse 1 says for every priest taken from among men hear this every priest taken from among men is ordained for men every priest don't forget that we have all been called a royal priesthood so this means that every believer in christ jesus is a priest the priesthood in christ includes all the sons of god Maybe we need to lay emphasis on this. So that nobody will begin to say, I'm not a pastor. I'm not an apostle. I'm not a bishop. You know, I don't have an office. I've not been ordained. I've not been an ordained minister. Mm -mm. God, the Lord Jesus has redeemed you out of whatever background you have into the office of a king and a priest. So whether you are a 12-year-old, have received the Lord Jesus, you're a priest. If you are a 25-year-old you have received the Lord Jesus, you are a priest. If you are a 90-year-old and you have just received the Lord Jesus, you are a priest. Whether you are a banker, you are a cleaner, it does not matter. You get the point. Now, for every priest taken from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God. That he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. Every man chosen is ordained for men in things pertaining to God. Ordained for men. So as a priest you have been ordained to mediate between men and God. Now when I say it this way you might begin to say burden is the job of the Lord Jesus. Yeah the Lord Jesus intercedes for us and mediates between us and God. It is our job to mediate between God and other men that are yet to experience the Lord Jesus. So, the job of a priest is intercession. It's the job of an intercession or say mediator. Genesis chapter 18. Time will not allow us to read this scripture. Genesis chapter 18 from verse 17. We see God here wanting to do something close to the area where Abraham is, wanting to judge the people in the land. And God told Abraham about it. And immediately, Abraham entered into the office of a priest. And Abraham began to intercede. for sodom the ministry of a priest is to intercede and this is why the bible calls the preparation of the gospel of peace our shoes the Ephesians chapter 6. bible calls the preparation of the gospel of peace our shoes, that if any man is in Christ and is not putting on those shoes, he will not experience stability in his life, are you with me now? So every one of us has received the job of an intercessor, instead of mocking that your neighbor has not received the Lord Jesus instead of being angry with that your brother have you tried interceding for them I had a quote some time ago by we he said <laughs> that you cannot complain about someone you have not interceded for you have no right whatsoever to complain about someone that you have not interceded for whether the person is a believer or not You don't have the right. So, as a believer, you have received the job of an intercessor. You must intercede. Intercede for people. Intercede for the lost. Intercede for the sick. Intercede for people. This office is very important. So, every man, it's not about being a prayer warrior or not now. You have a responsibility to go and meet God over the life of one person that you have noticed not going on well. And if you can come into this office, God will begin to show you more people that you can intercede for. And this is the interesting thing about God. He will reward you for every one of them that you interceded for. This is one of the secrets to growing in the kingdom. And this is one of the reasons why pastors grow. Because, because by, by the nature of the calling they have received, anyway, they intercede anyway. But intercession is something every believer must do. And this is why it's looking as if it is pastors only that receive the reward of intercession. So become an intercessor. Hallelujah. Become an intercessor. And that's why this evening, we are all going to intercede for at least one person. I want you to start thinking about the person you want to intercede for. I want you to begin to think about that one person. If there are two, it's wonderful. We intercede for at least one person today now when we intercede for people because this is the issue sometimes we might only know what we are seeing physically and unless god really reveals to you what is going on with the person you will not know how to pray praise god unless the god really reveals to you what is going on with the person, even though you can see the result, even though you can see certain manifestation in their lives, you cannot really know what's going on until God reveals them to you. But there is a way we can intercede for people the right way. There's a way we can intercede for people. Hallelujah and have results. Romans chapter 8, last scripture for today. Even as we now begin to pray, Romans chapter 8, verse 26, it says, Likewise the Spirit helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. That this is to say, every time you find yourself in a situation where you have to intercede for people, but know not how to pray, you can do that. In- intercede for them by praying in the Spirit, and this is what we are going to do tonight. For the next two minutes, we want to pray, and we're going to say, Father. In the name of Jesus, we want to pray for a so, so, so person, but we know not how to pray. Holy Spirit, help us. Even as we begin to pray in the spirit for this person, grant us entrance in the name of Jesus. And so we'll begin to pray. Are we ready? Now, if you are ready, can we begin to pray now? In the name of Jesus.